Welcome to House Party, a podcast where home and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. It's been a while. It's been we a are minute. S- we are so back. So back. <laughs> we are so back. <laughs> so glad to be back in the studio talking about all things homes. The hiatus pretty much stemmed off the fact that I got COVID. A yeah, couple weeks ago. You were down for the count for a while. So apologies yeah. to our listeners uh, that we have been off the air for a few weeks. Um, Natalie, yeah, Natalie got the got the vid. Not only Natalie, Natalie and her entire family. Yeah. <laughs> my all husband at the same my, time. And my 11-month-old 11 11 all had COVID together. It was one big snotty family sounded Um, nightmarish i mean usually you you hear about it kind of like working its way through the family one by one but you guys had it it was like the triple threat it was i wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy it was it was not fun yeah (laughs) it was was terrible i feel like you're still um you're still healing i can i can hear it and i know you're still catching up on work and whatnot yeah i apologize if i'm a little phlegmy um and my husband still has a cough, like, yeah. you know, just that horrible dry cough. Um, so, yeah, super fun. Um, a lot has happened, though, you know, in the world since we since we were last on yeah, the air. We need to talk about this thing that you put on our our agenda to talk about. <laughs> Natalie wrote, Anne Heche drove into my apartment complex. What? Yeah. Um yeah r.i.p and heish um actress i'm sure a lot of you listeners have heard about her car accident uh that occurred about two weeks ago um she i think she was under the influence right i I don't know if the toxicology has come back yet i haven't okay i i sort of stopped following the story a little bit after um she after was, she was hospitalized. Well, after she died, after she was declared legally dead. But I did yeah, yeah, yeah. read a lot of articles about how she was, um, they did suspect that she was intoxicated and she was speeding through these residential areas. And I watched the video of, of her zoom by mm-hmm. in her little blue car. Um, well, one of the areas that she zoomed through, she didn't zoom. Okay, so Anne Heche zoomed in her car like 90 miles barreling down the streets of Mar Vista which is really I, I live in Venice Mar Vista like borders it very close um and before she actually crashed into the home in Mar Vista um she drove through an apartment complex and there's video of her like getting into this like parking area with with a bunch of garages and then turning around and like continuing her Anne Heche's wild ride through Mar Vista. Was this that where she crashed into the garage? Because there was a there was a mini accident before the big one. Yes. Oh my god, yes. that was your apartment complex. That's my apartment complex. Stop! And really? It happened. Yes, and it happened on a Friday. Um, I think it was Friday, August third. And we were packing up the car because we took a trip down to Paso Robles to um, or up to Paso Robles to see my parents for the weekend. And it was just like right before 11 a.m. We heard something that sounded like someone doing 10 donuts 
on the street. Like it was just like <gasps> just screeching. And I was like, what on earth? And I was just like, someone's, I hope it's on. Like we didn't hear a crash, but we just, it just sounded like screeching, screeching. So it's a whole, it's a very tragic situation overall. Yeah. Um, Like the fact that she actually died from this car crash um but yeah it was just bizarre that's why bizarre that it was so close to home yeah and then you know listeners probably already know but she did crash into another home and just completely destroyed it and it made destroyed it, it uninhabitable the resident who lived there luckily was not hurt i'm not sure if she was home or not but i know that she wasn't hurt and that was um that was just like a godsend. But I'm wondering, how does that call to the home insurance company go? Right. Because she was actually the woman was a renter. Oh, was she? Yes. So, I mean, I, I saw it all over next door too. the woman whose house and Hayes ran into was renting that house. Um, oh. It was obviously owned by someone else um, who was leasing it to her. But uh, yeah, it, it's like an act of God. It's not an act of God. It's, um, I mean, <sighs> they'll have to cover it, but it's just, I, is there an umbrella policy for Anne Heche crashing into your, for someone crashing home? into like, your house? Crazy. Hopefully. Hopefully. I know there was like a GoFundMe for the res, for the, the woman who was living there. Um, I believe she quickly found another place to live. Um, people just reaching out and, and help you know, helping her get back on her feet, but she lost like all her possessions. I think there was like a fire because it went up flames. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was just, it's just a, like I said, a really bizarre, really sad story. It is, but I'm glad that nobody else was hurt. We drove past the, like the wreckage, the, um, a couple of days later when we got back. And oh, wow. Like, Whoa. Cause there was like caution tape and like, does it look shrubberies. crazy? Yeah, I mean, the shrubs are all knocked down because there was, like, a big shrubbery, like, privacy um, shrubbery in front of the house, and she drove right through that. So, yeah, you can totally <laughs> see. <laughs> it was Didn't, just... I don't think that was going to stop her. <laughs> no, no, no. No privacy there. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. crazy. Then you were so close to it. I know. Um, speaking of people driving into houses, I just want to talk about this article that one of our colleagues put in our Slack channel today about a San Jose, uh, home up here oh, next to me yes. that's been hit by cars 23 times because they built it right off the freeway and people, yes. <laughs> it's, it's not funny. I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> it's you're laughing because it's so absurd like 23 the, times this the house has been hit by cars so this guy the homeowner li- has lived in the house for 50 years it says and things changed for him when they built the jackson avenue exit off interstate 680 um it's you know people come careening around the corner and hit his car or hit his house yeah and it sounds like he's tried to like get the city involved and have them either remove the exit or put a stoplight or do something. And Um, nothing's changed. He says the request fell on deaf ears. Yeah. He's paid more than $30,000 to build barriers to protect his home. That's a situation where it's like, people be like, Oh, why don't you just sell the house? But like, 
you'd have to, I bet you'd have to disclose that. Yeah. Good luck selling it. A lot of news about cars running into you or (laughs) yeah. Cars running into houses this week. What, what a lovely, um, (laughs) what a lovely way to start our our returning (laughs) pod. (laughs) COVID and car crashes. COVID and car crashes. Well, we have something actually um, to pick you up a little bit. Uh, If you've listened to previous episodes of the show, you will remember that I went to a Netflix press event where I met um, some stars from Netflix reality shows that have to deal with home. And I sat down with Shay and Sid McGee um, of the show Dream Home Makeover. They are the owners and Shay is the interior designer behind um, Studio McGee and McGee and Company, the um, product line. And they are just very lovely, like beautiful people. Um, I'm so glad I got to sit down with them and talk about interior design. Rachel, I told you that I queried them on uh, Modern Farmhouse. Yeah, but I don't know what they had to say about it. Well, I'm going to have, have to, to listen, listen to your interview to find out. You have to listen to the interview. Yeah. Just what do they think about it? Is the trend over? Is it, you know, is it played out? Are they sick of it? Are they cool with it? Whatever. Um, yeah. And she had, she had an interesting, an interesting take on it. So um, please enjoy my interview with Shay and Sid McGee. So I am here with Shay and Sid McGee from Studio McGee, McGee and Company, and the Netflix show Dream Home Makeover, which is uh, airing its third season very soon. Hi, guys. Thank you for joining me. Hey. Hi. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you about interior design. Um, in the third season, we see you welcome, well, interior design, but also I think we're going to start with the most important thing, which is the <laughs> welcoming your daughter, um, yes. your third daughter. And we see that in the first episode of the show. How was it balancing, you know, the business plus a new, like taking care of a newborn and things like that? And then also filming a TV show. I mean, that's as busy as it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. And I think that... I'm grateful that we were filming with our third baby, not with our first, mm. because you know there's so many nerves that come with being a new parent, and I was overwhelmed with that mm-hmm. when we first, you know, had our first baby. And this time, I felt like we were nervous, but a little bit more relaxed going into it. Like we we've got this, we can do it. Yeah. And there's a third girl, so we already <laughs> knew what we were getting into. Yeah. It wasn't like we were gonna have a boy. Yeah, yeah. I um, gave those hopes up. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but we. I think that it's it's difficult and it definitely stretches us um, but we really try to be so intentional about our time mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like all of the other things besides family and work kind of and and ourselves like uh, our relationship become a much lower priority and as we can focus on those things then like we can fit everything in. Totally, totally. I know from the beginning of um, season one, I heard you say, Shade, that um, regardless of how big your business gets, you always want to focus on the power of the one room transformation. Mm -hmm. And what is your biggest advice for homeowners who want to undergo a one room transformation? I think that you really need to focus on what resonates with you and not what is the trendiest thing Mm. and we 
we make mood boards. I love a mood board mm -hmm. because I think that there are so many images coming at you from all social media outlets and Pinterest. And so it's easy when our clients come to us and they show us like a hundred images, I'm like, okay, so which one, which one actually speaks to you, right? These are all beautiful. And so we look for um, themes throughout them. And if you're focusing on one room, I think that there are a few furniture pieces that you should invest in. You know, if it's your bedroom, um, find the one piece that you need to like be the focal point and then go less expensive on the rug or the pillows or accessories, right, right? right? Same with the living room, invest in the best couch you can and mm -hmm. then scale back on the other items. And so I think that every room has one piece that you should invest in and then the rest you can, um, it's like an outfit. You right. Know, if you put on the designer shoes, you can get away with an inexpensive blouse, and I think it, it really The mix. Works. Mm -hmm. It's like the high exactly. mix. Mm -hmm. In um, the first episode of season three, we see you make over a basement, which is quite a big room to it make is. over. Mm -hmm. um, what was your favorite part about that transformation? Well, I mean, I think for me, and I'll, I always, I'm the design side of the two of us, so I will, I'm speaking to the design. You can speak to what your favorite part is, but I loved that we were able to pack so much into this basement and design it with an eye that didn't feel like the basement that everyone else has. Mm -hmm. And I think that my favorite, favorite thing is the dark room for mm. the theater mm. with the dark wallpaper and the dark trim and it just has a different mood but it still felt connected right is that that's a trend we're it seeing is. right people are mm. moving more toward dark and moody whether it's even in the kitchen which yeah. is typically a place where we only saw white yeah. interiors totally um so that's that's fun that you got to experiment mm -hmm. with that i liked in the basement how um it didn't it wasn't bad when you walked mm -hmm. in before your renovation like it wasn't it was a basement there was a lot of games in there it was definitely a place that the kids could go but the homeowner said we don't really hang out in here because it just feels kind of like mm -hmm. cold and, and mm -hmm. not fun so you is that part of your design process is how to add in warmth um, I totally to think so I mean I think that was gonna say my favorite part of the basement was part of like you know that movie space as well that you kind of took that was not really being used or if it was it was like Okay, you can you can have someone sleep over the night like in that room real quick, mm -hmm. and and now it turned into a, a space that's like, oh, this is awesome. We're gonna go down and use it a lot now. Right. Um, that and I, I like the moody colors. I mean, I've <laughs> I've picked the moody colors in my home office and at our, at our new office that we we show on season three as yeah, well. Yeah, which like, you redid. You moved into that huge. Was that whole building uh, for Studio McGee? The top floor. And, yeah. and McGee and yeah. Co. Wow, mm -hmm. that's that's so that must have been a fun project in itself. It is. It was a big project. It was fun. <laughs> um, yeah, you talked about that warmth, and I think that that is the key word. Mm -hmm. And warmth comes with layers and textures, and so I think that their their basement before it felt cold because it didn't have those layers and things filling the space mm -hmm. with. Um, intention mm -hmm. and we gave kind of every section of the space a purpose mm -hmm. and then we added those layers and that's um, to me what brings a, something like a basement to life right right yeah because a basement it can mm -hmm. be kind of hard at yeah, first yeah what was um, another exciting room for you to design this season okay so we designed uh, a kitchen mm -hmm. and it's um, a kitchen in the San Diego area for a client who um, had a near-death experience oh, wow. and they are the kindest people and they just 
were so inspirational to us. Mm -hmm. They um, moved to California to live out their dream of living by the ocean. Wow. And to hear them talk about living their, you know, just their dream life was so, so cool. And so I felt this special connection to just give them this kitchen of their dreams. Yeah. And the result is incredible. And we took a, tra it's a tract home. Oh, okay. um, it was, it was very cute tract home, but the kitchen was really, um, really outdated. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to give this a fully custom look in a tract home. And I loved that because so many of, um, our followers out there are living in a home that it has the same floor plan as right. their neighbors right. and, and it showed what you can do with, with that. What was one of the big things that you focused on to make it have that custom feel? It was like paying attention to details like doing a custom hood mm. over the range. Mm -hmm. And we did um, these, op these open shelves and like leaded glass. Mm. And the cabinet profile was a shaker style cabinet. So that could be done, you know, you can see that in a lot of different homes. Mm -hmm. However, it's like those little details that then made it feel very, very custom. Right, right, right. I, I think the final design of the island as well really yeah. incorporated like the intentional use of the space mm -hmm. with like how they love to entertain and have like friends and neighbors over. And so then, you know, the design really catered to having enough like seating and, and the way that it would sit so that you could kind of look out to their like ocean view. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Was that like one of their big asks was just like we love to entertain mm -hmm. and so it's like incorporating yes. the open the open floor plan yes. and things totally. like that. They yeah. had a peninsula mm. with a tiny little island in the middle before. Mm. And um, facing the opposite way of like facing the, the opposite way of the view. And uh, you know, I don't understand the thought process the first time around. Yeah. What and was so the we just gave that house what it was asking for. Nice. You yeah. like read yeah. the vibe. Of the house yes. Exactly. Ocean. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, you at Studio McGee have a very distinct design style. Mm -hmm. um, it's you've carved it out. People know it on Pinterest, on mm -hmm. Instagram. Um, what would you say to people who are trying to carve out their own style in their home? Like, what's advice for anyone that's struggling to find their own style? That it takes time. Oh, that's yeah, that's good. And I mean, I think that I had to. I knew what I was drawn to, but I'd also get swayed by trends mm -hmm. early on. Mm -hmm. And now I know how to stick to my guns, right? <laughs> um, and I also know where to play with trends and where to keep it classic. Mm. Um, and I think that that's um, a big piece of advice would be to really focus on classics on the pieces that have staying power, um, that are going to be there for a long term, and then play with the accents. Mm -hmm. um, and that could, that can go for any style. And um, I, I think that you have to be patient with yourself early on because you won't, you won't have a clear style early on because mm -hmm. you're going to have to just experiment and learn to trust yourself as a designer. Right, I like yeah. cringe looking at my like Pinterest boards yeah. from like 2013. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, right, okay. Come a long way and we all evolve. I think that's the other thing too is like, I might have a, we might have a Studio McGee look, but like the projects that I was working on three years ago have still evolved mm -hmm. to what I'm working on now because design evolves and right. it's organic. And I think that's what's so cool about design. I feel like it's not so permanent. Mm -hmm. Like there are some things that are permanent, sure. When you're, you know, tearing out bathroom tile. But like if you're designing your living room, like, and you decide you don't like that rug, it can be swapped out. Mm -hmm. And it can give a completely different feeling to the room. And I think that that's, I love that because 
then maybe I don't feel like as big of a commitment. <laughs> I can, I can right. It's not that yeah. scary. It's yeah. not like choosing, you know, like you said, yeah. bathroom tile, right. or a kitchen right. countertop right. or something like that. Yeah. Um, speaking of like the cyclical nature of trends, we've talked quite extensively on the podcast about um, modern farmhouse, the oh. ubiquitous. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, first of all, what you all think of modern farmhouse and kind of because that has evolved in itself mm -hmm. from, you know, 2012, 2013 to now into all these different iterations. You know, now mm -hmm. you have industrial farmhouse, you have mm -hmm. Scandinavian. I'd say I prefer more like Scandinavian farmhouse mm -hmm. in my, if I had to put it into a bucket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you guys think of just the trend of modern farmhouse and where it's come? <laughs> How it's I come. <laughs> think I love farmhouse mm -hmm. in the classic sense. Mm. I love vintage pieces. I love antiques. I love um, traditional prints like gingham and ticking stripe. Those are things that sh will never get old. Mm -hmm. But I think that there was a look that was replicated over and over and over again, and that's what I'm ready to see evolve. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, just like anything you see over and over again, you're going to get exhausted by mm -hmm. it. And I think that that's where the modern farmhouse look as we know it to be kind of all the same. That's what I'm ready to see um, leave behind. Mm -hmm. But I think that there are elements like of farmhouse. Die, I don't want to say <laughs> die, <laughs> but I don't want to say that strong. <laughs> Put out to pasture is what we've said. Put out to pasture. <laughs> I just think that there are elements of like a country or a vintage aesthetic mm -hmm. that like have so much staying power but we we need to keep pushing it forward. Yeah, yeah. mixing yeah. it maybe yeah. with darker mm -hmm. colors. Mm -hmm. What do you yeah. do when you have a client that comes to you and you're kind of like, let's push the boundaries a little bit. Like, do you ever feel like you try to push client like either on the show or just clients off the show? Yeah, I think sometimes we just try to help them understand that if they just are trying to go for an exact look now, mm -hmm. that by the time it actually goes through a design phase and into like any kind of engineering or actually to where it actually gets built that's gonna be like two years later down the road mm. and you're already taking that from a design that was a year old and so maybe and before that, five like or six years before it's, you know, a five or six year old design by the time it gets implemented. Totally, like if right. you're looking at a photo now, that mm -hmm. designer was thinking about it years ago mm -hmm. by the time that was implemented and mm -hmm. then photographed and then put on the internet. <laughs> so then by the time you take that photo and then you think on it and then you'd implement it, you're years down that trend cycle. And so I think that that's where I encourage clients to like say like, what is it that you love about this photo? Mm -hmm. Is it the feeling? Is it the colors, the textures? Okay, well let's take that and then let's like evolve it. Um, and to be honest, like sometimes there are clients that don't want to push it as much as others. And so we have the conversation about where are the things that you're willing to push mm -hmm. and where are things that I'm like, I'm going to just compromise on and that's okay because I can still make your home beautiful. But what are the areas where you're willing to take a few, few small risks? Mm -hmm. And then that's where we can, a few small risks go a long way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do we see any of those risks on this season? Have you guys seen the season yet? Season I haven't three? seen the season. Okay. Um, however, I mean, I'm familiar with the you, design. You design. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Um, and I think that you will, you'll see a, see a big range of um, projects like in style where we'll have a transitional style, we'll have um, a more like clean aesthetic, a bit more traditional. We have a home that um, is a very um, 
high-end home mm. that we worked on for about four years Wow! that makes the season and oh, it happened cool. to land right when we were filming which was incredible where is that located if you can it's tell it's in us. the LA area oh cool and it's it's so beautiful and we worked on it so closely together that that is a good example of a, a few places where I like encourage them you walk into the entryway and it's all oak mm. the walls are oak the ceiling is oak and then oh, we did wow. stone floors but when I presented them all oak all they could think of was like a 70s basement with wood paneled walls mm -hmm. right and I'm like you gotta trust me on this and I and I don't know that that necessarily makes the um like the cut however you will see them walk into that entry and you'll know that was a discussion that <laughs> took a little bit of convincing yeah 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 and um it paid off Nice. I love when we see kind of like the behind the scenes mm -hmm. discussions on, yeah. on design shows, especially yes. your show too, mm -hmm. because it's it's, inter it's interesting to see the clients kind of squirm and be like, oh, really? Like, I don't know. Yes. Because it's hard to like sometimes like visualize like what is being presented. Mm -hmm. But it's easy to see like something that's already been done and you're like, well, I saw that done and I know I like that. But I'm having a hard time like conceptualizing like what you're telling me will look cool. So. I think sometimes renderings or, you know, showing them examples and getting them to be, like, to buy in, like, through that way really helps sometimes um, because it is, you know, something that we feel comfortable with, but it can be more of a leap for them right. to, to go and trust That's us. That's why you, you know. just have to trust your designer. Like, you guys are <laughs> pros. You've been I doing also it. think, <laughs> like, on this show, it's beyond, like, design style, but making things work. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes clients think that they have to do more, like, as far as, like, construction goes to make their home feel good mm -hmm. when it's not always the case. It's like maybe moving good walls design. and things like yes, that. Yes, and mm -hmm. so we, we have a client on the show, and when they come to us, they're like, and we think we're going to push the house out, <laughs> the whole house out, like, 10 feet. And then they tell, and I'm like, you have plenty of space mm -hmm. to get all the things that you want in this amount, and we won't have to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that having those types of conversations as well, like, where you're convincing the client, like, we can make this work, yeah. and you're going to get awesome pieces of furniture where you're going to spend your whole budget moving out this backside of your they house. They must have been relieved when you told right. them that. <laughs> they don't have to yes. spend their whole budget just yes, pushing totally. out the walls. That's yeah. great. That's nice. Um, Sid, what's your favorite part of the show, of, of this season of the show? Well, what was oh. your favorite part of filming, or what are you looking for people to see? Yeah, I mean, I think my favorite part of the show was just, like, I don't know, just there were some big life moments that were captured, which is like pretty fun to be able to look back on. So mm -hmm. we had the addition of, of baby Margo. So um, adding one more to the family. I think all of the great clients that we had this time around, um, not only were we able to deliver um, a cool end project for them and a space for them to enjoy, um, but they really like kind of shared a lot of, of their life and experiences mm. that were very unique to each one that had an impact on us that that we were able to take away and just be like, oh, that's really cool and their life experience, how can that, you know, have an impact on how we're viewing life and, and what we're cherishing and what we're making sure we spend time on with our, our mm -hmm. especially with our family. And So it's not and, and just about people tuning in for the beautiful decor. It's like you get yeah. to actually hear people's stories and yes. your family's story too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that this season we definitely took a deeper dive into our clients' stories. Oh, mm -hmm. was that intentional? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I like that. That's something to look forward to. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and good design. We deliver. Uh, yeah, we we're delivering on the design. Don't worry. That's <laughs> always there. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Do you know yeah. when we can expect to see season three on Netflix? 
Do you know the air date? Yeah, July 27th. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> July 27th. Yes. Oh, well, thank you so much yeah. for joining Thanks me. Thanks for having us. So and I look forward to seeing Dream Home Makeover. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. I'm coming home to your it's now time for winners and losers. Let's talk about celebrity real estate and the people who made a good deal and the folks who may have lost some cash or are having a difficult time selling their home. That's the case for our loser this week. Our real estate loser this week is former world championship boxer Sugar Ray Leonard. <laughs> He and his wife, Bernadette Robbie, um, are still trying to find a buyer for their Pacific Palisades home. They've been having a lot of difficulty selling this place. Now, it's a huge, huge mansion. Um, it's, it's one of those really expensive properties. They listed it in 2019 for $52 million. Um, So typically, we do see these properties take a lot of time to sell. Uh, but unfortunately they had to drop the price to 46.5 million last year. So they're still like ready to part with it. Um, and since they made that price drop, the house, uh, has, it's, it's off the market right now. Um, I saw that the listing was removed on August 4th, so they still can't find a buyer. Um, Rachel, you're looking at the photos right now. Yeah. I'm curious what you think about this place because <laughs> I feel like the decor is very, I mean, it's, it's pretty heavy, pretty dated decor, but the architecture is beautiful. It's almost comically large and comically Tuscan. I don't, or Mediterranean. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it is, it is pretty and I agree with you. It has good bones. The decor is hideous. I mean, it is, <laughs> it is awful. Um, yeah, they need to get that thing restaged because you could restage that and do, you know, lean a little bit more into maybe like California coastal, like clean, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe declutter, um, get some different light fixtures that aren't so like opulent, get rid of like this tapestry that we see on yeah. the wall. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I mean, it, um, this is the like, statues. It, it's almost like a, a mansion you would see in a movie about like when the high school friend gets invited to the rich kids party it's like it it just screams like rich 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 money 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 that's a good yeah that's a good example I would say so and you'd be like afraid to touch anything in the and house. I feel like there'd be butlers inside <laughs> like there's definitely a staff but they'd be dressed like um <laughs> they'd be dressed like the butlers in the Amalfi Coast I don't know <laughs> It, it is it's almost 17,000 square feet so it's it is large it's kind of comically large um, yep. seven seven bedrooms 12 baths a wine room a guest house a tennis court um so yeah Sugar Ray Leonard and his wife trying to find someone who's willing to snap this up who knows how low they're gonna have to go um when they took it off the market, like I said, the house was at $46.5 million, So we'll keep an eye on it. But um, for failing to sell their home and for making some, probably some pretty crucial listing uh, mistakes, like not, you know, staging it to sell, we're going to call them the real estate losers of the week. 
Our winner this week is actor Hugh Jackman. He is our winner for buying a 4,600 square foot luxury condo in New York City for 3.8 million less than the original listing price of 25 million. It's a pretty good he discount. Got a, he got a deal. He got Knock a bit of a deal. Mil. Yeah. I love how it's like $3.8 million less. And that's like <laughs> way more than most people buy a house for. Yeah, I know. Just on another planet, on another level. <laughs> this purchase came just two months after he and his wife list- listed their uh, triplex in the West Village. Mm-hmm. They for- decided to move up uh, neighborhoods in Manhattan a little bit. This This place is in Chelsea, so... A little bit north, but uh, sorry, I, I cut you off. How much did they did they sell that one for? Well, th- that one's listed for thirty eight point nine million. Jesus, so making major real estate deals here, left and right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm looking. You at said the you decor. have thoughts on the decor. Well, yeah, we're so we'll link to um, the story so you guys can check out the listing photos and see Hugh's place. It is extremely modern it looks like an art gallery it's floor to ceiling white white floors white walls big windows lots of modern art I mean it is just void of color I mean I would not want to be I would not drink red wine in this place no it 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 looks clinical um I don't like I really don't like well and the place he listed is uh, looks almost the exact same. So this is definitely a Hugh Jackman aesthetic thing, not like mm-hmm. this is how, what you get when you buy into the building thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I like I like the bones of it. Like I love the floor to ceiling win- windows and whatnot. But it's just mm-hmm. everything is so white, including that it looks like white marble floor, possibly. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that all this artwork is is theirs as well. He and his wife, Deborah Lee Furness, which quite a modern and extensive modern art collection. Like that's pretty darn cool. All these pieces that they have. Um, And they have a great place to showcase all of this art. Like this is the type of place that you would use um, or that you would need. So, yeah. Uh, But he got this place for a deal. So Hugh Jackman is our real estate winner of the week for getting a deal on this uber modern luxury condo in New York City. And that's it for House Party. Thank you for joining us. And thank you to uh, Shay and Sid McGee for sitting down with me. Really enjoyed our interview. If you want to check out any of the stories that we talked about today, you can go to realtor.com slash news, or you can uh, type in realtor.com and the topic in your search engine browser. (laughs) I sounded like an old person. Um, The World Wide Web. You can turn to the World Wide Web, (laughs) type in realtor.com and the topic, and it should pop up. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe or follow our show. And if you have a moment, we'd love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and write a review. We love hearing what you have to say. And um, yeah, Rachel, where else, how else can people get a hold of us? 
If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at podcast at realtor.com. That's singular podcast at realtor.com. We'd love to hear what you have to say about the show. You can also find us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And our handle is at house party pod on all three. Thank you again for pressing play. Happy to be back and we'll catch you later. Bye. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs>